Let me try that again. Every November in the Catholic Church, it's kind of known as the, the month of praying for uh, the, the dead. And because of that, uh, to my left, we have a scroll uh, with all the um, funerals we've had uh, this, this past year. So parishioners whose funeral ha has, has been here. And uh, I know for, for me now, being the pastor uh, for, for nine years, when I, when I look upon uh, that list, and even on Tuesday night at All Souls Day when we listed off their names and other names as well, it really seems always to, to hit me as I start to think back of all that they uh, have done uh, for, for the parish and even, you know, in a personal, how I've come to, to know them and all they've done for me in my priesthood. I'm always very grateful uh, for, for all that, that they have done. You know, it seems like this past year, a lot of longtime parishioners uh, pa have passed away. We could, we could go through the list. We're not going to do that. But just that first name right away, I think we all remember uh, Diane Martinka, how every single Sunday uh, she would be here uh, at Mass. And just that, that perseverance in, in her faith, even uh, in, in the midst of suffering, what a great gift uh, that, that, that was. And all we go through, the, we went through all those names, I could say something about almost every single person up there. And that's one of the beautiful things about, about a parish, especially a parish which has been around now for 120 years, give or take, is that we've come to know uh, parishioners, not just as parishioners, but in a lot of ways, we've come to see them as almost like our family members. Of course, that's what a parish is, is meant uh, to be. And we're always grateful, once again, for what those parishioners here on the list have done before us and, and those who aren't on the list as well, how they've given uh, of, of all that they have, essentially, to make sure that this parish uh, continues. It reminds me of a story I heard back in, in junior high, and it was from our religion teacher. His name was, was Mr. Schmidt. Mr. Schmidt was, was a great teacher. Uh, he was uh, dedicated to, to his work. He actually uh, was almost legally blind, and so they had to be an assistant in the classroom with him, but he still wanted uh, to teach. A side note about Mr. Schmidt real quick was he also told the stories of how he almost was rich a couple times. One of the times he, uh, he had befriended someone called Richard Schultz who founded Best Buy and Mr. Schmidt didn't think he had any chance of actually being successful so he passed on any stock options for the beginning stock options of Best Buy. So instead he was stuck teaching junior high kids religion so at least he gets some time off purgatory, right? Um, but uh, Mr. Schmidt one time uh, we'd often tell stories throughout the class. He was very, uh, he wasn't too old, but, you know, as a junior high kid, you'd think he was, he was older, uh, but he loved to tell stories. I remember a story uh, that, that he told, um, and it really has continued to stick with me. He said, as a boy in a small town, I think he grew up in, in central Wisconsin, I'm not exactly sure, but he said, as a boy in a, in a small town, um, you know, everyone kind of knew each other, but there was a, a, a town's member, a, you know, a, a citizen there, who every single Sunday uh, would, would go to Mass at the local church, right, the church that Mr. Schmidt went to, but he kind of keep to himself. He really didn't want to talk to too many people. I guess, you know, we call him an introvert, right? Mr. Schmidt said he was, he was never married, never had any kids, but every single Sunday he would come to Mass. But he said what really set him apart was uh, that also every single day they'd see him leave his house right around 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and he'd walk to the corner store, he'd buy two beers, he'd go to the park bench and drink his two beers, and then he'd walk home. Did this every single day. So it's two beers every day and mass every single Sunday. I guess we call him a good Irish Catholic, 
or something uh, like that. Well, central Wisconsin had been German. So there, there we go. But he, he did this. But he also he said he wasn't someone that really, once again, talked too much or anything like that. Uh, he never really updated any of his clothes. He never really updated his house or his car or anything like that. But he kind of simply st- kept to himself. Mr. Smith said when, when he passed away, uh, the parish learned uh, that, that he had a uh, bequest for, for the parish. And they had no idea about this. And it turns out that this man, who didn't really spend too much money on himself, except for those two beers every day, and nearly talked to too many people, when he passed away, left the parish $3 million. And everyone was shocked. Everyone was surprised. This wasn't a parishioner, this wasn't a townsperson that you would think would have any sort of resources at all. You'd almost look at him as, as an average. But he just never spent any money on himself, is what Mr. Schmidt said. And so when he passed away, he wanted to give what he had, and he gave it all away uh, to, to the church. The reason this stuck with me is because as a junior high kid, I was kind of thinking like, well, why, why didn't this man at least, you know, travel? Why didn't he at least go ahead and, uh, you know, get a different car? Why didn't he, you know, do other things? But the reason why is because he's like, well, I don't, I don't need to. It's kind of what I've kind of figured out. And also I kind of thought, well, why did he give it to the church? It wasn't like it was a, a great part of his life, but actually it was. Even though he was an introvert, even though he didn't really want uh, to, to be known too much, he knew how vital it was that every single Sunday uh, that he could come uh, to, to Mass and, and to receive the Eucharist and, and to receive God. And he wasn't very flashy, obviously. No one knew uh, what, what he had. But what he had, he gave away freely at, at the end. And that really stuck with me. This is an individual who probably even sacrificed a lot so he could give freely uh, at the end. Today, of course, we hear of the, the poor widow in our, in our gospel account. Here we have everyone going to the treasury. And what is it? Why would you give money to the treasury? You give money to the treasury so the, you know, the temple can continue to operate. So the Jewish religion can continue uh, to, to, be, to be hopefully spread a little bit at least, right? And so here are these rich people who come and they kind of make a show. This would be a common thing of making a show, and you can hear the coins going in there and everything else of how these rich were giving of their surplus wealth. And this poor widow only had a few cents to her name. Not even actually, as we look at at maybe some commentary on this, not even enough for a piece of bread, really. But if she would have saved a little bit more, she at least could have had a meal for the day. And yet the little that she had, the the few cents uh, she she gave freely to, to the treasury. Why? Because she knew when she gave, what she was giving to was for the work of God. And so she gave it over saying, you take all that I have. Because God's work is more important than even my own. And that even the few small coins that she had, she could tell were a gift from God. And how true that is. When we come to to Mass, when we come to the offertory procession and we uh, we give gifts to, to, the, to the church. Why do we do that? Well, we do it so we can support the ministry of this parish. And we can continue to support as well uh, God's work, which happens through uh, the, this, this parish. Of course, we can give of our time, which we, we definitely want to continue and encourage people to do. Give our talent, and we want to continue that as well. We also want to give uh, of our treasure. We want to try to hopefully... Uh, be like this, this poor widow. 
who gave not just from her surplus, but from her livelihood. You know, for us, what, is that, what does that look like? It means that when we give to a charitable organization, especially, hopefully, uh, we can encourage you to give to the parish, that it should hurt a little bit. There should be a little pain there. There should be a little bit of, oh, I'm giving this up. But what are we giving it up for? For God's work. For the work that God's message can be spread. And that we know if we put our trust in God, as this poor widow did, as did the widow we heard about in our first reading, that God will not only provide for us, for the parish, but God will provide for us individually as well. In every single gift we have, even the next breath that we take, is a gift from God. Without God, none of us would, would be here. Without God, none of us could take the next breath. And so what God is asking us to do is to give back to him. And to give back, hopefully, uh, to, to, to this parish. You know, this year, our, our stewardship program is called Our Gifts, God's Work. Our Gifts, God's Work. And that means when we give to, to, the, to the parish, just like that individual did from Father Schmidt's home, Father, Mr. Schmidt's hometown, right, uh, that uh, as, as he gave, that, that he, he gave knowing that it was truly giving over to let God's work be done. And you could think about that, that obviously substantial gift that he gave, how much it helped that parish continue probably to help the parish even now, 50 years uh, later. But only think about as we look again at our, our history of our parish, of all the parishioners who have gone before us. Now we've been around for almost 120 years, that, that their gifts have been able to help us to continue to be here in 2021 and hopefully be a light in the midst uh, of, of darkness. You know, even as the pastor here, I've seen so much happen over the last uh, nine years. I think back to four years ago when we kicked off our, our capital campaign, Walking Forward in Faith. And that was because of the generosity of you, our, our parishioners, that we've been able to, to do so much good work in the last four years just for capital uh, improvements. I mean, look at the church, the renovation that has happened. I was speaking to a parishioner last night. I said, praise God uh, that the renovation happened when it did that we were able to get it done before uh, who would have known that a pandemic uh, would, would hit us. Can you imagine trying to have mass right now inside the gathering place? That wouldn't pass any standards, right? And with the renovation as well, that we were able to even set up, you know, we didn't know at the time, but to be set up for online masses. We didn't think that was actually going to be used to often. We can think back to the pandemic now, and we can see how grateful we are that right away, uh, when the pandemic hit and everyone started staying at home, they were able to offer masses, uh, you know, in a certain sense, you could watch virtually online. Even today, people are still watching uh, online. We had a baptism last night, and how great it was that we were able to have a permanent baptism found. But one of the grandparents of, of the children said, yep, Father, I watch you every single Sunday morning. I said, maybe you should go to church as well. They go, oh, we go on Saturday night. So what are you doing on Sunday morning? He's like, well, there's nothing else on TV, so I thought I'd go ahead and, and, and watch you. So... Good morning. Hope you're doing, doing well. But, but we, we see this, that because of our gifts, you know, just the, the church renovation, we look at the school as well through the capital campaign, Walking Forward in Faith, that, you know, this past summer we put about a million dollars 
into our school. And we did that with confidence, first off, that our school continues to, to thrive. We're up to 105 uh, students. But we were able to have a, a kitchen renovation, add bathrooms and some other great things as well. And the really telling part for me was when the health inspector came and he went into the new kitchen and he turned on the hot water and he looked at me and said, oh my goodness, you have hot water and it doesn't take seven minutes to get it? I go, oh, isn't that amazing, right? But that's where we were before, that we just didn't really have the resources uh, to do a renovation uh, in the kitchen. But because of your gifts, we've been able to do these great capital improvements. But what our weekly donations do is support the general operation of our parish. Uh, and the brochure you're going to receive this week, hopefully tomorrow or Tuesday from us. Uh, uh, by the way, it's, it's the shortest stewardship brochure we've ever had before, so I'm, I'm happy about, about that. And, uh, but I encourage you to look through it. But, but one of the things you're going to see is a breakdown of our, of our weekly expenses here at the parish. On average, every single week, it costs $34,000 uh, to, to run our parish. That includes the church. Uh, and, and the school. And of course, the biggest expense there is going to be uh, payroll uh, and, and benefits. Uh, but, but with this, uh, we, we know that that $34,000 we expect this year will go up. Why? Well, I think we all know that inflation is definitely hitting uh, the world right now. You go to fill up your, your car with gas right now, it costs a lot more than it did a year ago. You go to buy groceries, it costs more. Uh, even, even just payroll is going to continue uh, to, to go up as well. So we, we expect, as a finance council, that that number of $34,000 a week is definitely going uh, to go up. We at least expect, you know, probably at least 5 to, to 8% probably uh, in this next uh, year. And so what we're asking parishioners to do uh, is to look at their stewardship gift that they've, you guys have generously given. And I can say as a parish, you know, we're not, we're not in a weak financial point right now. We're, we're not at a strong point either anymore, at least on the weekly giving. If you look at the bulletin, you can, say, you can see we're actually below budget right now for offertory giving. But I'd say we're in a, we're in a safe place. But what we're asking parishioners to do is to, to kind of look this week and go to prayer and say, okay, how can I give to support this parish? How can I give my gifts back to God so that his work may be done? And we're asking if you, if you can, hopefully, uh, to, to increase your gift as well. Because once again, we do expect uh, the, the expenses uh, to, to go up uh, this upcoming uh, year. But remember, when, when we give, we're, not, we're giving so that God's work can be, can be done and so that people can continue to come to, to our parish, you know, on a Sunday morning and experience Jesus in the Eucharist, uh, experience community together, that people can come to our, to our great school, to our, to our faith formation program, uh, that people can come here at 2 o'clock in the morning and go to our adoration chapel, uh, and pray, or to come and order a Bible studies, or a funeral, or a wedding, or a baptism, or just stop by randomly and, and just stop by and, and experience Christ. But that's only possible when we give. When we give, not just from our surplus, hopefully, but from our livelihood. So we know that everything we have, once again, is, is that gift uh, from God. And so this week, I encourage you, when you receive uh, the, the brochure for, for our stewardship program, just to read through it. Uh, and to look at that, uh, uh, that pledge card as well. And then to bring that pledge card with you next week. Either you can have it filled out ahead of time or you can fill it out during Mass next week. 
uh, as well, but to bring it with and, and then to give, give that gift for this upcoming uh, calendar year of 2022 where we make that, that pledge. The reason we ask for pledges is so we can make a budget that we think will be uh, somewhat, somewhat accurate. But once again, uh, just to, to bring that to prayer this week uh, and to say, okay, Lord, help me to put my trust as these widows did uh, before me and so many parishioners have as well. Help me to give freely, not just of my surplus, but of my livelihood as well, so that my gift can continue to help uh, your works.